Welcome to the BBC, a wax cast based on collaboration, not competition. Between Both Cheeks is a world filled with beauty, bums, and billions of bucks. The hosts of the BBC are Luba, the badass boss bitch, creator and owner of international brands and beauty salons. Becca, once newbie and now experienced enforcer, she's hatched out of her egg and manages business with authority and a smile. And Ashley, a straight, shooting, spicy Italian. Hot off the global circuit, she's got expertise to share. Welcome to the BBC. Bring me your balls. No, Kelly Clarkson! Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Between Both Cheeks podcast. Yes, we mean those cheeks. My name is Becca. Today I'm here with Luba. Ashley is out again, but we have a very special guest and I'll let her introduce herself. So Taylor, take it away. Who are you? Why are you on the podcast today? All of the things. Hi, it's so nice to be here. Becca and Luba. I'm Taylor Capuano. I founded Cake's Body with my sister back in January. We create alternatives to the traditional bra. Um, and we're going to talk about all things business, life, how we are supporting women in the breast cancer community, and who knows? I mean, I guess we'll see where it goes. Yeah, totally. Love it. Social media, because you've got a big presence on there. Thank yeah, you. That's yeah. actually where I found <laughs> <Literally>, no. <laughs> Yeah, totally. So we actually found Taylor and Cake's body on TikTok. They went viral quite a few times and built up their following, and as soon as I saw their product in their website, I noticed that you donate $1 from every sale to a breast cancer charity. And I was like, oh my God, we've got to talk to these people because that is so in line with what we're trying to do at Bright. So to start out, why did you make cakes? When did you make cakes? What are cakes and how do they solve a problem? So we originally hated the pads in our sports bras, if you know the ones that always get crumpled or fall out in the wash. Um, and I used to work out with coworkers, and I remember just like being on the treadmill next to my boss and having what we call nipple freak out um, and just being embarrassed. I just wanted a simple solution. And we started experimenting with different silicone nipple covers, and a lot of them were really irritating or just not seamless at all. And so we ended up designing cakes, which is the first grippy nut sticky insert for workout and swim. And turns out there's a bunch of other applications <laughs> for it that we learned about at a later date. Um, but it started out this as this very simple solution to really not a huge life-changing problem that we were having. And from day one, we knew we wanted to support the breast cancer community. So we had a dollar of everything we sold go to the Breast Cancer Coalition of Rochester. Um, but we were really blown away and when something unexpected happened, which was um, we started to hear from women going through breast cancer. One woman in particular, her name is Megan. She emailed us probably within like a week of us launching. And granted, we didn't really like we had never gotten a customer email before. So it was just exciting in and of itself that we had a customer and she was emailing us and she knew how to find us. Um, but she basically said this product changed my life and went on to tell us the story about how she had gone through so many reconstruction surgeries and 
really had a lot of sensitive skin and scarring and couldn't find a great solution to to wear under her clothes. Um, And so her story, along with a lot of others, illuminated this problem that I think you guys probably see in your business too, which is brands aren't really innovating for all different types of bodies. It's a very one size fits all solution. So um, kind of inspired us to go down this path of creating alternatives to bras that really fit and work for all women and all these crazy things we go through. That's so your first customer email was this customer. Yeah, it was Megan. Um, and at that time, we we're just hearing like my sister was like, do you know Megan? And I was like, no, do you know Megan? And we we're like, no, we don't know her. This is so cool. Right. So <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember like hearing your first impact story on your end. Yeah, yeah, I remember, oh, sure. and we still say to each other, like, this person is a stranger, like, we don't know them, it's yeah. so cool. So what what is the connection with breast cancer? Was there something, or is it just because of what the product is that just felt like the right charity to work with? Yeah, I mean, you probably see this too, sadly, everyone has been impacted one way or another. Um, we had a few family members going through um, different um women's cancers and um breast and gynecological cancers and they're as very underfunded and it's just you know we always knew like if we create a business we want to make we want to integrate giving back into it so that the better we do the more we can give back um so we're from upstate new york and um the breast cancer coalition of rochester supports women in upstate New York, but really across the country because they do a lot of advocacy work that impacts precedents and um, legislation that impacts a lot of people. And how did you choose that particular coalition to work with? Well, we had a good friend who was working there at the time. So she helped make the connection for us. And that was really helpful because like as a small business, you know, sometimes it's hard to do the right thing because there are rightfully so a lot of rules in place so like there is a lot of um there are a lot of restrictions around being able to promote the fact that you give back to charity so if you work with a large organization there's like really high funding requirements for you to even be able to say that and there's also a gray area if you're not going to be super transparent and clear about exactly what you're giving back. So I think that's a great thing. Like you don't want to, as a consumer, be like, say, like we said, a percentage of our profits at the end of the year are donated to breast cancer. It's like, there's a question as a consumer, like, well, I don't know what your profits are. So like, how is my purchase impacting this cause? So for us, we just knew like, okay, we want to be able to like actually promote the fact that we're doing this because our customers should know (laughs) that they're purchases impacting this cause positively but also we wanted to make sure we were super clear with um how we were giving back so the fact that we donate one dollar for every pair of cakes we sell um just made it simple for for us and our customers it's really beautiful yeah it's so good how long have you been in business and why did you choose to start your own business well we always were entrepreneurial and kind of started and stopped with different businesses. And I think that's just part of the process. Um, at one point it was like an actual cakes business. And then we decided we needed baking cakes. Um, so that's minor details, but, um, 
we were both, my sister and I, we started the business together. We're both kind of at a crossroads in our careers. I have a two-year-old daughter. My sister has a six-year-old stepdaughter. And we both knew we wanted to create um, a business that made us feel good, but then also allowed us to live a lifestyle that would allow us to be home with our families and work really hard doing fun things, but also be able to like go to our parent teacher conference or go to yoga. What do you know? Like actually do stuff for yourself and not just be running around like a chicken with your head cut off. So um, that was definitely motivating. And I think being in the position now we're a year in, um, we're actually like trying to be really mindful of, you know, (laughs) when you run your own business, you can, you can work 24 hours a day and get to certain milestones faster for sure. But we're trying to be really mindful of creating the type of company we want to work for. And so not, uh, not blurring the line so much and having strong boundaries of this is when we work and this is when we spend time with our families. I love that girl. I was just thinking this morning where I was like five o'clock in the morning, I was like, I need to like get on the Peloton right now. And I was like, Oh no, but I don't have to. When I was in corporate, I had no choice but to work out at 5am because I had to be at the office at like seven thirty-eight. It's so crazy. I, like, I think I had a better balance then than I do now. <laughs> what was your corporate career before you started this? I was a national buyer for cosmetics for all of them. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, talk about the name of the company. So you did say that you guys had another business before and it was actual cake. So did that just stay or how does the name? Well, the, the literal cake business never really took off, but um <laughs> My sister's name is Casey. So we were playing around with Casey Cakes. And then our first name for what is now Cakes Body was Nipple Armor. And that was a while ago. um, And we were about to launch and we actually got a cease and desist from a large sportswear brand who you could guess who it was from. They really didn't like the name. And to be honest, it kind of made us take a step back and feel a little defeated because the thought happened. The thought occurs that's like, well, if these big brands are, have all this money, these scary lawyers, <laughs> how are we ever going to compete with them? And, you know, life got busy, kind of started working on our own back into our own corporate grind. Um, and when we came back, we thought about the cake business and just some other, I don't know, we just love cake. We love the balance and the dichotomy of like working out, but then also enjoying a piece of cake from time to time. Um, and it turns out it was a real blessing because the term cakes, you know, and cakes body is, it describes the brand, it describes the the product itself. And then also, um, (laughs) you have a lot more room to grow when your business is not called nipple armor. There's only so much you can do. So, um, and just, we don't like philosophically, I'm not really into the idea that you should or should not cover your nipples. It's like, whatever you feel comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I like, I'm familiar with the brand is and what the products are and Becca is, but I don't think our listeners are on what, what are cakes and what is the brand. So our first product is a solution to nipple freakout and it's a silicone uh, grippy, not sticky insert. So similar to a nipple cover, um, but it's much larger in size and it's very seamless. So you get really smooth coverage. Um, and then we also just came out with cakes plus, which was inspired by our triple D and larger customers, and then also women who have gone through mastectomies and reconstruction or lumpectomies who are looking for kind of like a smoothing, um, full coverage silicone cup to wear 
in their bras. And so that's kind of like where we're at um, and where we're going is, I think you, I'm sure you see this too. It's like, once you solve one problem, 10 others are illuminated. So now we're on a path of creating alternatives to the traditional bra that solve other problems that women have with their boobs. I love that. And I love that you have it in all different shades. Mm-hmm. It's very, yeah. it's really beautiful. Thank you. So you mentioned that you have this business with your sister and you were talking about creating boundaries. How do you have boundaries having a sibling as a business partner? Can you talk about that experience that you two have shared? Yeah, it's definitely tough. Most of our conversations do revolve around the business, but I will say it also can be a really bonding thing. Like um, she lives on the West Coast. I live on the East Coast and it's hard, you know, when you grow up so close and then we are out off doing our own things with our own families. Um, so we have this shared baby that we have together. Um, so that's really positive. Um, but we will sometimes get on the phone and be like, okay, like, let's, do you want to talk about cakes first? Or do you want to take, talk about cakes last? Because like, I actually want to know what's going on with you or we'll go out and go to yoga or go to lunch and be like, okay, let's not talk about cakes. Um, but it's not a bad thing. Like it's a positive thing for us. We love talking about it. So were you close growing up with your sister? Um, we were very close. Um, once we started getting boyfriends, I feel like that's when we bonded. Um, I don't know if that happens like siblings. I feel like we would fight more than anyone else. Like, I don't know if you guys, do you guys have sisters? No, both of us are only children. Oh, you are? Yeah, Yeah. so we would fight. Like, I remember vividly having to stay home from school one day because we were fighting so much about where, like, we were both accidentally wearing the same outfit, and that, as twins, was so embarrassing. Like, we could not go to school like that, and neither one of us would change. So our parents, like, we were fighting so bad, our parents didn't let us go to school. (laughs) We were probably like, yay. Um, But, yeah, we'd fight a lot, and then we were really close growing up. Um, But it's hard. Like, as a twin, you meet you have to work really hard to create your own identity. So um, you're kind of blended together a lot growing up. Um, In school, we did the same activities. We both danced, we had similar friends. So we both, you know, made the decision to go to separate colleges and then build our careers separately for the first, you know, 10 years or so of our careers, which was really positive. And now that we're doing business together, it's kind of cool. Like, I'm like, oh, wow, you learned a lot about whatever sales or about like distribution and fulfillment in your job. That's something I don't know anything about. Um, So it's kind of cool to come together now, having had time apart to kind of grow individually. That's perfect. That's so nice to have. Yeah. Um, So we talked a little bit about social media, and I know that's where Becca first found you guys, and you've had several viral videos marketing is very, very expensive for small businesses. So what do you feel is the best way to market and what has worked for cakes? What has worked for us and what I think can work for any small business is TikTok. I like, I'm so passionate about sharing it because it has worked for us. And I come from a traditional marketing and advertising background where I would sit in meetings with brands that were spending hundreds of millions of dollars a year on advertising. And there's a lot of room for fluff and there's a lot of room for spending a ton of money to get your content in front of people. And when you are just starting out, that can feel very intimidating because 
you don't have money to play around with like just getting your brand name out there. It's like, unless you are driving sales, you won't be able to stay in business. So you better figure out a way to market and grow brand awareness while also generating revenue. So for TikTok, why I'm so excited about it for other brands to figure out is like, people think virality is luck and it's actually not. It's very much a formula and not that every video that follows the formula will go viral, but if you follow the formula, one will go viral um, mm-hmm. and you can, rep- you can, you know, duplicate the success. Um, and then also it's a different platform in that, um, tell me if I'm getting too like boring, no, but this is, good. Um, this is good. I talk about TikTok all the time on this podcast too. Oh, you do? Okay, good. Well, we're from the same cloth. So, um, but Facebook and Instagram are much more follower based and it's really hard to get your content in front of people. It's very much pay to play. Um, and unless you're paying a lot of money, you're really not going to be seen by your followers or people who don't even know you exist. Whereas TikTok is an algorithm-based platform. So if you can tap into the algorithm and the trends that are going on, which doesn't mean like you have to do a dance, (laughs) which I think could be the misconception, but you will be able to be creative and have your content do very well. And it doesn't require, I mean, we don't put any money behind our content um, to promote it on the app. And it's all based on this organic reach that you can get from it. We'll be back after a quick break. Money is all around us and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it? And what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. I love TikTok. I love it. I shout it from the rooftops. Are and you like, a, are you saying you love it as a consumer? You love it like for your business? Well, both, really. I feel like to be a successful brand on TikTok, you need to be a consumer to understand the landscape and the trends. Like it's so different than the other platforms mm-hmm. because it changes much quicker. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the audience on TikTok can sense phoniness mm-hmm. more, or they're 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 not there to be advertised to so you have to not make videos with the sole purpose of like selling you have to make tiktoks with the purpose of telling a story and then mm-hmm. drive sales you know what i mean yeah that's completely right i heard someone say you shouldn't try to be the ad you should try to be the show yeah. and it's yeah it's so true it's like Um, and I mean, we're pretty, we do all different types of content, but we're pretty specific and clear that we are talking about our product, but we're not, but people on TikTok don't want to be sold to. So like the tone has to, it's very nuanced to your point, Becca, like the tone can't be like, this is why you need this. I'm going to convince you that you need my product. It's like, Hey, I had this problem that I was experiencing. I developed this solution. 
It works really well. This is how you use it. Like, it's not like I'm like hiding the fact that I'm trying to promote my product, but it's, it's like definitely a nuanced approach. Yeah. More personal. So because Mm -hmm. you cakes works in this space of undergarments almost have you had any problems on social media promoting your products or with your posts because of the nature of the product and what it's used for well it's funny you should ask that I just had a video get reported um but I think it's by a competitor oh I bet it is all the time (laughs) yeah so if anyone knows anyone at TikTok please let us know because we have um yeah, we have some beef with, and I'm like the biggest TikTok promoter. So I'm a huge fan of the platform, but um, the nature yeah, is definitely sensitive, but I always think about the content on TikTok. It's like, we're like the least risque account on there when you yeah. think about what's, what's there, but you definitely have to get creative. Like that goes for anything that could be viewed as, um, you know, violating their policies or um, uh even just like not beneficial in the algorithm. So for example, like anything that could be sensitive, like for us, like the word nipple, I'll, I won't put that in the captions. I'll like leave a letter out or I'll like, just like do stars so people can get the idea or I'll write ripple. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's something that would be sensitive. The other thing that would like, kind of like not promote your content would be something like mentioning Instagram. (laughs) So if you were to say, you know, you may have heard about you know, you may have heard about us on Instagram. That's not going to do that well on TikTok. So you have to be careful. It's like, I feel like I'm a conspiracy theorist when I'm like planning my content. Yeah. Right. Brilliant though. Like you have to be right. Yeah. Even like, I'm like convinced if you put your, um, your website link in anything, they remove the content. (laughs) Yeah. You have to be careful about, I mean, I guess just to like summarize that point, like anything that could be viewed as driving people away from the app is not going to help you on the app. So you have to make sure, um, yeah, you're just promoting people staying within TikTok yeah, or at least getting creative with the workarounds. Um, I saw for your Black Friday, you decided to not discount and just double the um, proceeds going back to charity. Mm-hmm. I love that because I hate discounts. I, it's a swear word. I can't stand it. It's so bad. So how did that idea come up and did you feel pressure to do a Black Friday discount? Yeah, I definitely did. And there were times like, um, yeah, there's times where you kind of feel pressure. Um, to help your bottom line, obviously. But um, yeah, for us, like, I just think I try to put myself in the shoes of the consumer. It's like, and it's like, there's enough just happening and enough noise. It's like, let's just exist on a day like today. And if people want to shop with us, like, let's just give a little extra back. We did the same thing. Not this isn't like us patting ourselves on the back. But um, it's, kind of that was not a controversial decision that wasn't like oh well what are people gonna think like no one was mad at us because people have hearts and most of humanity is good um but we during um all of the roe v wade nonsense um we doubled our donation and had a portion of it going to um the center for reproductive rights and that was one that was very early in our business we were only a few months old we just had like our first viral moment where we were starting to get some traction and find customers and we're like came from backgrounds where we'd been at companies where our bosses wouldn't make a stand or the CEO of the company wouldn't make a stand on certain issues and like 
yeah, what are we going to do? Like we donated whatever, a few thousand dollars in the course of however much, but it was kind of more of like a principal thing at that point. It's like, well, as we grow, we're going to have to make decisions like this. And I'd rather just like, if people unfollow us or people don't shop with us again, like maybe those just aren't our people. So let's just like, whenever, like we're at those crossroads making hard decisions and it's only been a year. So I'm not trying to say we've gone through everything, but like yeah. if we're doing things in line with our values, I feel confident making those decisions. So that's really beautiful. I love, I love all of that. That's really Thank amazing. <laughs> Thanks. So on that note, where can people find you, shop, follow you, give us all of the things? So you can find us on TikTok, Taylor Capuano 101 on TikTok, Cakes Body on TikTok, Cakes Body on Instagram, and check us out at cakesbody.com. Boom. And all of those links will be in the description too. Thank you guys. It's so fun. I can't wait like to hear about what's next for you too. Do you have, do you want to share now or we can talk after the recording? I think it's going to be another episode based on time. I would love to share yeah. with you. We've got a whole bunch of stuff and a whole bunch of tea. So subscribe Ooh. to our YouTube channel because there's a whole lot coming down. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So your cease and desist very intrigued me very much because we were sued and I didn't back down. So all of that is going to be unveiled sometime. In wow. The I, yeah, let's definitely talk. <laughs> kind of like at that crossroads right now with this knockoff situation. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nice. Stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned. Well, that brings us to the end of our podcast today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us as always. And Becca, where can everyone find us and listen to us? Anywhere you listen to podcasts, just search Between Both Cheeks and we will be there. Make sure you follow and subscribe. And if you are on Apple or Spotify, leave us a review as well. It really helps the show. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email to comments at betweenbothcheeks.com. Amazing. Thank you and good night.